views and opinions expressed in Cold and Missing are exclusively those of the hosts. All parties mentioned are considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Cold and Missing also contains adult themes and languages and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Cold and missing. It's cold and missing. We're back. Back at it again. Wow. And if you made it through that, welcome back. Yes. Apologies for that. We had a great time over here, but could be annoying for some of you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Cold and Missing. As always, I am Eli. And I am Allie. What are we doing today? Do you remember? Oh, e- yes. It's missing. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Is it, oh, is it like a baby? Mm-mm. Okay, cool. That's my threshold, apparently. <laughs> That's an odd threshold for a true crime podcast. I know. <laughs> I never know what I'm getting into when I sit on this chair. I just do the graphics and the tears. The graphics and the tears. The graphics and the tears. All right. Today we're talking about Kevin Graves. And this takes place at the Electric Forest Music Festival in Rothbury, Michigan. And we are going back to July 1st, 2018. And Kevin is 28 years old in 2018. Are you wanting me to comment on how it's from Michigan? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, Michigan. Rothbury. Yeah, I know a lot of people who went to that festival. Um, People who were probably at the one that year. Yeah, you grew up in Michigan. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. originally from Detroit, but I went to college in Grand Rapids, Michigan. What up, Aquinas College? AQ. I have a degree in theater. <laughs> <laughs> my university doesn't even have the theater department anymore, which is what my degree is in. So, college is where dreams go to die. <laughs> Sucks to my ass. <laughs> so, a little about Kevin. Kevin is described by his family as loving and hardworking son and uncle. At this time, he's living in Highland Township, Michigan, and he's been living there for the past three years with his girlfriend, Kayla, and her two kids. Gary Graves, Kevin's father, says, quote, he'd drop whatever he was doing and come help me, end quote. Kevin was known to smoke weed, but also could have been into some harder drugs during this time. And his father says God knows what he could have gotten into touch with while he was up there, referring to the Electric Forest Music Festival. What do you mean harder drugs, like Molly? and? There was, like, a lot. I couldn't find when anything. I, when I hear like, hard drugs, I think of, like, heroin and meth. Totally, yeah. I I couldn't find exactly what it was, but, like, his dad said harder drugs. So, like, that's just what I'm repeating here. Hmm. But there hasn't been, like, an official statement saying that he was... My addict brain. I was just really... I was interested right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a recovering alcoholic. Very proud to be so. And Kevin is described as six foot tall... 
blue eyes, sandy blonde hair. He's 185 pounds. He has a United States Marine Corps tattoo on his left shoulder, red lips on his right hip, and an Aquarius sign on his right forearm. And he is an Aquarius. His birthday is January 23rd. Red lips on his right side. On his right hip. Right hip. That's that's a cool tattoo. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's cool. We love a tattoo. Red lips, though. That's just like, that's cool. I never would have thought of that for a tattoo. Really? Like a kiss mark, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. So June 28th through July 1st, this is actually the second weekend of the Electric Forest Festival and the last weekend of it. Kevin is so excited to attend the Electric Forest. His father says, quote, he was happy to go. He was looking forward to it. He'd never been to anything like that before, and he was looking forward to seeing what it was like. The next thing I know, he's gone, end quote. So the Electric Forest Festival, if our listeners don't know, it's a music festival that's held in Michigan that draws tens of thousands of people every single year. It started in 2008 and has been going ever since. It's usually one weekend, but in 2017 and 2018, the festival switched from the one weekend to two weekends, but they'll switch back to the one weekend in 2019. So it's only like this short blip of time where they do the two weekends. And it's like a lot of electronic dance music, jam bands, and rock bands. And like everything there is like neon, glow in the dark. It's like if you look up pictures of the electric forest, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like a bunch of lights in the middle of this wood. Bro, are you going to the forest this year? You going to the forest? I'll meet you at the forest. Yeah. See you in the forest. Yeah, it's like forest fam. Yeah. It's like a whole whole culture. Whole culture. Yeah, definitely. Like juggalos. Yeah, very much like different. More like fireflies, I guess. Firefly juggalos. Those the electric forest reminds me of just like a bunch of like fireflies in the forest because that's what the people look like in the pictures. Yeah, that's (laughs) yeah, that's what it reminded me of as well. Actually, on Wednesday, June twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. So this is the day before all the bands officially start playing. Kevin, his girlfriend Kayla, and two other friends arrive to the Double JJ Resort. This is an outdoor camping recreation center. It's about 2,000 acres overall. It's really big. And this is where the festival is held every year or most recent years. They arrive to camp for the last weekend of the Electric Forest. And by all accounts, the weekend was good and they were having a lot of fun. Though Kayla does maintain that Kevin was acting strange like kind of off. No specifics as to like what, but he was just kind of acting strange. Hmm. So Sunday, July 1st, 2018, this is the last day of the festival. Kevin sends two texts around 2 p.m. One is to his sister where he says, everything is good. I love you the most. And then one to his dad saying that he was going to pay him back for a small loan. And then sometime later, the hours are unclear. Kevin and Kayla get into an argument. By all reports, it seems like Kevin accuses Kayla of cheating with their friend who was at the festival as well, of this like mutual friend that had come. Gary Graves, Kevin's father, said it was just a stupid argument. He was jealous or something. Somebody was talking to her or something. Boyfriend-girlfriend stuff, end quote. So Kevin walks away and says he's going to lay down at their tent. 
and Kayla, and I believe the friends are with Kayla at this time. They continue to attend the festival and the music and all that. After he walks away, he stops by an ATM and withdraws $200 from a joint checking account he shares with Kayla. And there are no bank transactions after this withdrawal. Okay. They got just like an ATM at the festival? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's like a lot of vendors there. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I, ju- I was just like, wait, how did... For a yeah. second, I was like, is it in a little tree? <laughs> <laughs> a little glow-in-the-dark tree? Yeah, they, you know, they rolled out those electrical cords. <laughs> yeah. They're like, welcome to the fam, but we want to make money. <laughs> <laughs> so there is one report that after this fight, Kevin was high on drugs and was in the first aid tent for a while before he was kicked out of the tent. This isn't repeated a lot, so I don't know if this has been confirmed, Hmm. but this is a report. And then another festival goer and camper says she saw Kevin crying at his tent, and she was going to invite him over but didn't. And this is something that she says she comes to regret, that she didn't invite him over in light of him going missing. So sometime later, when Kayla returns to the tent... Kevin's not there, but all of his personal items were left behind, including his cell phone and his car is at the festival as well. Okay. Kevin's father says, quote, Kayla said there was something. He just wasn't acting himself and he just went off. So she don't know what he did. She has no idea. End quote. Kayla and friends say that they look for Kevin for hours. And this is a quote from Kayla. Quote, we walked around the rest of the day and night looking for him. End quote. So July 2nd, Kevin's officially reported missing to police, and his family immediately begins to arrive in the area, and they begin checking homeless shelters, hospitals, streets, and beaches looking for Kevin. Okay. A few days pass, July 5th, and this is something that I found strange. So this is from the Detroit Free Press, and this is Kayla, uh, Kevin's girlfriend, talking, and she mentions that Calls and messages are not going through to his phone, but his phone was left at the campsite. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wouldn't wouldn't you know that none of them were going through because he doesn't have his phone on him? Yeah. But it specifically says that she says this, that calls and messages aren't going through to his phone. So I don't know if they found the phone a few days later, but by all accounts, it was left in the tent with like his personal belongings. So mm. I would think Kayla would know by this point that he didn't have his phone on him. And she also says, quote, this is not who he is. He would not do this. He would reach out to somebody, even if it isn't me. I really feel something is extremely wrong, end quote. Hmm. So it's very strange. And this is something that's repeated again and again, that it's very strange that he would not contact somebody. He talks to his mom every single day and, like, texts with his sister very frequently. So, like, it's very strange. No contact. Tim Graves, this is Kevin's brother, Um, he arrived with the family to help search, and he begins scouring the Muskegon area Mm -hmm. because a few witnesses reported that they saw Kevin. Oh, okay. Um, But they had reported seeing him, quote, in rough areas of the Muskegon area, but I mean, as far as to go off like this and be gone for four days is totally out of character for him, end quote. It's odd for anybody to do. Yeah. Really, like if you're going to like a festival for a weekend, like why would you leave it? Yeah. <laughs> like it's odd. 
it is immediately odd. Immediately odd. Immediately. <laughs> it's like going on vacation and then leaving the vacation. Yeah. And not telling a single soul where you went. And leaving like, all your things. Yeah, like, like that's fucking odd. Yeah. <laughs> God, are you about to tell me that someone bungled this? Oh, well, we'll get, we'll get into this. Oh, I'm ready to be mad, Al. <laughs> And this is, again, Gary, quote, It's heartbreaking. I'm just tore up. He's my baby. I just want him to come home. That's all I want. I know his mother does, too. She's worried sick. If there's something anybody can do, we'd appreciate it. End quote. <laughs> you okay? I'm sorry. Yeah. That sounded like I was sobbing. I'm laughing at the fact that I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that quote would make you cry. He's my baby. Yeah. Um, it's also revealed during this time that Kevin does have depression and he had gone off his medication in the past few months for it. Oh, this is just going to keep getting worse. I can feel it. <laughs> so sometime during the week of July 15th through the 21st, police search Double JJ property with canines, but they don't find anything. On... Monday, July 23rd, the Shiawassee Search and Rescue Group conduct a search for Kevin at Double JJ Resort. So Shiawassee Search and Rescue, these are retired law enforcement guys who get together and, like, will help search for people in Michigan specifically. They're, like, Michigan retired law enforcement. They conduct this, like, private search. It's just the search and rescue team and family. But, again, Double JJ Resort is huge. Mm -hmm. um, it's 2,000 acres. About 20% of it is just, like, deep woods. Mm -hmm. um, only thing found during this search is a cell phone that was not Kevin's. And the group says that they're really slowed down because they don't have topographical maps. What does that topographical mean? Topographical maps are maps that show you elevation of surfaces. Mm. So you can see, like, hills and valleys better. On I've maps. seen those maps. Yeah, before. yeah. And I, I really like the ones I've seen them of like woodcuts, mm -hmm. you know, like in a picture frame, and it shows like, but they're little lakes, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they'll do like topographs of the lakes. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. Look like little shelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll do like, they can make 3D models like that, um, where they look like little shelves. But cool. They, the search team says they're slowed down because they don't have that, so they don't know like where. It's hilly and where it's flat, like, making mm -hmm. it a little harder to search. Thank you for the lesson. Appreciate of course. It. But during that week, July 23rd through the 28th, they start recruiting volunteers for a large search that's done that Saturday, July 28th. And this is with volunteers, friends, family, and Shiawassee Search and Rescue. They also search a lake called Lucky Lake that's on the grounds there. And... At this point, on July 28th, the Shiawassee Search and Rescue, they begin calling it a recovery mission as opposed to a search and rescue. What does that mean? So a recovery mission says that they're looking for a body and not somebody alive. Um, the next week, another search is done with volunteers, and again, nothing is reported to have turned up during these searches. Okay. Where did he go? What? Yeah. Just without a trace. Oh. Um, August 2018, so this is about a month. He disappears July 1st. Um, around this time, Kayla will cut off all contact with the family. That's weird. Yeah. And 
police do say that her story has never changed about what has happened in the years that have followed. Her story has never changed. So I do want to include that there. But I agree that it is strange. But it does seem that Kevin's family, and I'll talk a little bit more about this later, but they do think that she is maybe withholding information. Mm -hmm. And if she isn't and they're, you know, like suspicious of her, I could understand why she would want to cut off contact. But again, it's pretty quick to cut it off. It's only a month he's been gone, you know. Mm -hmm. But I also could, and again, maybe I'll learn as you continue in this episode. I'm just like thinking to myself, if she had become like the point person Mm -hmm. for like this missing person and she is what, like 25 years old and like, I don't, you know, I don't know a lot about her, but she has two kids too. Mm -hmm. So like, I would imagine she's just like, I'm, I need to like just be with my family right now or I don't know. Yeah. And to her kids. So maybe it isn't weird. That's what I'm saying. It's like. Anything can be suspicious. To, uh, yeah, to echo what missing. you've said before is like mm-hmm. anytime there's a magnifying glass over you, every movie make could look mm-hmm. suspicious. Everyone's totally. watching you. So yeah, so I do want to say that like does seem suspicious that she stops talking to the family, but police say her story has never changed. Okay. So September of 2018, going on two months that he's been gone, um, psychics begin to reach out to the family saying. They're having visions. None of those really pan out. September 15th through the 16th, uh, the Shiawassee search and rescue team and the family, they searched some dead-end roads and a swamp within the Double JJ Resort, but again, no signs. And family at this point feel confident that Kevin is not at the campsite any longer. Okay. Not a trace? As far as it's reported, nothing is found of him, no signs of him. So around October of 2018, there's like this weird development in the case that should be mentioned because it is mentioned a lot when talking about Kevin. So Kevin's sister, Kelly, receives around 100 messages over several weeks that her brother joined a fundamentalist Christian group called the 12 Tribes. The 12 Tribes is a communal farming community and they're all over the world where everyone works on the farm nobody has any outside jobs and any money that is made is used for the farm as a whole so i went on their website in their faq section they specifically say they are not a cult (laughs) if you have to say it yeah if you have to say it oh But anybody can come to the farm and visit. Um, Anybody can go to any of these farms. And if you want to join, all you have to do is just go there and live. And they do, like, they have children, but they're all taught, you know, on the communes, in the farms. So it's very cult-like. The 12 tribes, they also use as a recruitment tool these two buses called the Peacemaker 1 and the Peacemaker 2. And they specifically go to festivals or concerts like the Grateful Dead, Fish, those kind of vibes. They believe that people at these concerts are like in a place where they want to receive the message of God. They're in like a spiritual headspace. I mean, Yeah, it's a I mean, fundamentalist Christian group. Yeah, but people who are like into 
who are at the festival are probably at least like energetically yes inclined you know yeah that spiritual. these people are like seekers so yeah, like they would be sure. maybe somebody who would like grab onto communal living like someone who would be susceptible to falling into manipulation of a cult yes yes yeah so they they have these buses at festivals where they invite people peacemaker on one. peacemaker one they're purple by all accounts <laughs> If you are a festival goer, watch out. <laughs> oh, so we're immediately shitting on these people already? I'm immediately shitting on them. I read their FAQs. It does not seem great to live there. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Yes. I'm nervous. Yeah, the 12 tribes, I would not go live there. Kevin's sister, Kelly, she finds this, like, 1-800 number on their website and calls and is like, is my brother there? So this guy named Tim calls around. Tim. Yeah, no last name, just Tim. So Tim calls around to these other farms, and there's a lot of them all over the world. So he does this pretty quickly and says, nope, he's not here. None of them know him. But it does turn out that the 12 tribes, their bus, their like little recruiter bus, was not at the festival that year. So the family does not think that this is a lead any longer that they found out that the buses like weren't even being used that summer they were like out of commission or something like that so sergeant david bach from the oakland county sheriff office he says quote i have no evidence to support in any way that anything nefarious happened to him my feeling is he walked away from there his goal was to be part of the lore of the festival of people who disappeared end quote Hmm. there's a little bit to unpack here He says there's no evidence that anything nefarious happened. And then he immediately shifts to his feelings of what he thinks happened, again, with no evidence. (laughs) Who is it again? Sergeant David Bach. (laughs) He's like, everybody, listen up. This is the deal. It's lore. It's folklore. (laughs) Yeah, he's basically saying that Kevin wanted to be part of the folklore, so he, like, disappeared. Is that, like, a culture Okay, so I looked into this. I was like, is there a history of people disappearing in the Electric Forest, at the Electric Forest Festival? And no, there's not. There's been a couple of times where people, like, couldn't be found after the festival, but they always showed up hitchhiking somewhere. Hmm. So in 2018, actually, there was another young man who was reported missing at the end of the festival, and he showed up a week later hitchhiking. So everybody else that has ever quote-unquote disappeared from the electric forest has shown up except for Kevin and then Bach also says that Kevin had discussed his intentions prior to leaving for the festival quote what money he had he drained pretty much all of his banks end quote and I think this is referring to the $200 he withdrew from the ATM but nobody else at least it's reported is saying that Kevin wanted to disappear and like this was going to be his goal and again his family says it's very strange that he would not reach out to them and at this point this is all in 2018 we're in the year of 2022 he's still missing and there has still been no signs of him so it's pretty hard to uh, disappear like that yeah so January of 2019, the family begins calling Kayla his ex-girlfriend. So this is like a change in the way that the family is speaking about her. In March of 2019, police say that Kayla willingly submitted to a polygraph test and passes. Yeah, polygraphs are, they're inadmissible. Yeah, they just tell you if you're stressed out during questioning. 
they're just an investigation tool, but they don't actually determine if you're lying or not. Um, so June 28th of 2019, this is coming up on a year of him missing. The Electric Forest Festival returns, and Kevin's family begin this tradition of going to the festival and passing out flyers. In 2019, the family still believe that Kevin's alive despite having no contact with him. And Gary Graves says, quote, I know my son's a survivor. I just can't believe anybody could overtake him. He's a very strong guy. He's tall and lanky, but he's strong as a bull. I've seen him in action. I know how he is. He's not a weakling, end quote. And then Kevin's mom, she had been kind of... Wasn't he a Marine? So Kevin actually did not serve in the Marines. His dad served in the Marines, so he got the tattoo Hmm. in honor of his dad. Gotcha. But it was actually kind of funny in an article... I was reading with his dad. His dad was like, I told him not to get it. He didn't deserve to wear that tattoo. (laughs) But he was 16 or 17 and just wanted to get something. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, not a Marine, but his dad was. And then Kevin's mom, she has been kind of quiet in the media up until around the one-year mark. But she says, quote, we have good days and we have bad days. And as a mother, I don't know what to do. I just want to know he's okay. I just want a hug from him, end quote. You okay? Yeah, it's just like when like someone when someone you love when something is wrong with someone you love, like what you usually like want and need from people is like much more transactional when they're like doing well, you know. Mm-hmm. And then like when it's not going well, it's like like the, you just like want the simplest thing mm-hmm. from that person. And it's really interesting to me about human beings is like you want the simplest things when they're the furthest away. Mm-hmm. June 30th, 2019, the Shiawassee Search and Rescue, they search Whitehall, Michigan, after three eyewitnesses claim they saw Kevin. And then this is a member of the Shiawassee Search and Rescue talking here. They say, quote, the only conclusion I can come to is that Kevin Graves is alive and does not wish to be discovered at this time, end quote. Again, no real evidence. <laughs> Except some eyewitnesses saying that they think they saw him in Whitehall. In February of 2020, so heading into the pandemic at this point, February of 2020, the family continues to run down leads and they check homeless camps in search of Kevin, but never see any signs of him. So June of 2020 and 2021, the Electric Forest is canceled due to COVID. So no Mm -hmm. festival happens for those two years. In September of 2020, the family searched double JJ again, but nothing turns up. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say double JJ. You can just say double J. Well, it's always written double JJ. And like when I went on the website, it says double JJ. Yeah. I think people call it, from what I remember, it's like JJ's Ranch or the double J. The double J. It's like those two words, but it's never... Double JJ. (laughs) Because then that's quad. That's quad. I, well, that's the four what I J's. thought. It was. I thought it was like funny. Yeah. Double JJ. But yeah. It's like you already have JJ. Like yeah. <laughs> the times two. Yeah, I'm like, are there two JJs in the family? Are there four J? What's happening? <laughs> so November of 2020, the family posts on Facebook. They have a very active Facebook page called "Help Us Find Kevin Graves." Um, You can search it and follow it. It's all there. But the family posts an update that Kayla continues to block the family 
and has not provided any of her phone records. So at a time, there was a request for Kayla to give her phone records to try to track where Kevin was or just to see, like, what was happening, I guess. But the family requested this. The police didn't. The police have never treated this like a criminal investigation, I should say that. It's only ever been a missing person case. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, it's not illegal for an adult to go missing. That's not a crime. Mm -hmm. So there's no warrant or forcefulness to get these phone records from Kayla. But Kayla does not... You would think you would want to clear your name, though, unless maybe she's got got something else going on that she doesn't want the cops to find out about, you know? Maybe, yeah. Because that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't... It doesn't immediately ring, like, guilty to me. It rings like, oh, maybe she's, like... You know, what if she's, like, selling weed or something? I don't know. Yeah. You know, something that you don't want cops to know. Yeah. (laughs) Or just, like, people like their privacy. Like, I can... Not necessarily devil's advocate, but I can see that there's, like, lots of possibilities. It's very gray around the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. It's very gray. And the family says, quote, As a family, we are certain she knows much more than she ever let on, but we have no way of proving that, end quote. So, again, people have a lot of feelings in this case, but there's not a lot of facts. Yeah. People have a lot of feelings, which I get. Somebody is missing, but we just don't have anything. We don't know where he is. There's no sign of him. So June 24th of 2022, the Electric Forest returns. The festival returns. Same place. Sherwood Forest of Double JJ. JJ Ranch. Triple. Triple J. The Double J. (laughs) The family uh, heads to the festival to hand out missing person flyers again. So this would be their second time doing it officially since he's gone missing. But the Electric Forest will ask them to leave because they don't want bad PR. So they get kicked off at the festival grounds. fucking chumps? Chump stuff. That's chump stuff, man. That ain't right. That ain't right. That's just, like, mean. Yeah, it's mean. I'm like... Like, you're not going to use your power and publicity to, like, again, try to help find this person that's still missing, that's missing, who is, like, technically in part under, like, your care a little bit. Like, I know you... I know when you're, like, running, like, a campground or whatever. Like, it's not your fault. But, like... That's going to, like, look bad for you forever either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from everything that I could find, like, I was looking at the Electric Forest, like, Reddit and stuff, and people were talking about seeing the family there, and, like, I got a poster, and the family wasn't, like, doing it. They were just, like, They weren't, like, grabbing people by their shirts, like, you should leave! This yes. is Yeah, they were, like, we are they sad. They were passing out posters, and it's, like, if you were here in 2018, like, please look at your pictures. So as of 2022, Kevin's mom still believes that he's alive. She still hangs on to this belief. Kevin's dad, however, says, quote, myself, I feel he's somewhere out there in that forest, somewhere. I think he's buried, end quote. Damn. Yeah. But that's truly all the information we have on Kevin, and it's really not a lot. How do you feel? So I have a couple of thoughts on this. I think, and again, there's no evidence of this. There's no evidence again, of this. Again, feelings. Again, this is just a feeling that I have. Like, I, you know, with him withdrawing $200, I'm like, maybe he went to go buy some drugs. Mm-hmm. Got in a fight, wants to take an edge off, goes to buy some drugs. And it, that seems pretty typical at this festival. There's a lot of drugs happening. I, I just wonder... If when he's pulling out this money, if he were to get drugs, like, 
if they were to go bad or if he were to, to do too much at like somebody's campsite, mm-hmm. there's a freak out. And they just dump his body or something. Yeah, and interestingly, on the family's Facebook page, one of the first posts is a news story that's just about all the trash that's left at the campsite. And it's just, like, not a bulldozer, but, like, a scoop, like, truck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe, like, a bulldozer. Like a dump truck? Not a dump truck, exactly, but it's, like, a construction scooper guy kind of looks like a whatever but it's just like um like a construction vehicle picking up tons of garbage Mm -hmm. and throwing it away so it's like this isn't being done by hand like who knows what could be in those things or if there was a body in there yeah is that what you were saying that's kind of what i'm implying is that oh god you let me come to that oh my own conclusion (laughs) i wish you would have said something sooner Because I just think that the family searched. They had this search and rescue. So, like, if he was buried, I would imagine that they would have instructed to be, like, be on the lookout. Like, and, it, you know, searchers would be like, hey, there's this, un- this, this like, disturbed dirt over here that's a little suspicious. I will also say, as someone who is who has, like, an anxiety disorder and a depressive disorder and, like, being on and off medication in my lifetime when I like wasn't taking medication for what I just said and would like partake in um, marijuana usage Mm -hmm. I like really wasn't myself Mm -hmm. when I was doing that like I was uh, I was much more angry panicked Mm -hmm. Um, like it will it will bring out, it will exacerbate some, like, behaviors Mm -hmm. that are quite, frankly, like, very unsafe to experience, you know? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So even if he had had a little bit of something, was off his meds, was had just gotten in a fight, like, that's the perfect storm to create, like, someone who is no longer themselves for a moment in time. Yeah, and that's also, like... I imagine you're camping out. You're probably not sleeping that great at this festival. Yeah. So you're probably exhausted. You're probably a little dehydrated at best. You know, like, Mm -hmm. after a four-day music festival, like, exhaustion and dehydration are probably pretty common. But those can really fuck with you Mm -hmm. and, like, fuck with you mentally. And And just, like, those two things without, like, each individual unique person and how, like... It would Their chemistry them. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and just dehydration and hunger and tiredness alone. We've yeah. seen what it has done to, like, us, like, a few hours at a mall and we're too hungry and we're like, ah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you possibly mix in, like, drugs with that. Yeah. And, like, your body can react, like, horrible. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I, there doesn't seem to be any evidence that Kevin hurt himself Mm -hmm. um you know there was they weren't able to find that there are a couple of thoughts that he disappeared willingly and is living off the grid but again that is so unlike him and so out of norm for him not to be communicating with his family like that yeah especially after four years of him missing Mm -hmm. like to not have a single sign a single text and the throes of COVID to not reach out to your family. Like, yeah, 
not impossible. He could be alive and out there living off the grid and just hurting his family in this way. Yeah, not impossible, but... Not impossible. I also think it possible that, like, he took something that didn't react well with his body, and instead of people calling 911, there was a panic and just, like, a want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think could have happened at that festival, especially after seeing all those bags of trash and just, like, how they were, like, scooped up and, like... Not that you would, like, be checking that, but if you were doing it by hands, like somebody throwing garbage into a big dumpster. You're going to notice, like, an arm hanging out somewhere. Yeah, or you're going to notice one that's super heavy. Yeah, they said it was 185 else. pounds and six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's but a But if everything's person. getting scooped up, yeah. it could have been missed. Yeah. Which is horrible. And Ugh, I know. That sounds Yeah, and, baby. like, I really, like, I don't love speculating on, like, what could have happened to missing people. Um, I think it's a natural inclination to want to fill in the blanks, though. Yeah, and this is just, like, what my how my mind filled them in. I hope he is alive out there. If you know anything about Kevin Graves, what happened to him, his whereabouts today, or if you think you see him, we're going to post lots of pictures of him on our Instagram page. The family asks if you think you see him out and about to try to take a picture on your phone of him and send it to the Facebook group, Help Find Kevin Graves. You can search that on Facebook and it'll pop right up. And this just helps the family very quickly eliminate if it is Kevin or not. Mm -hmm. And it's 2022. We all have a camera in our pocket. If you know anything, maybe you were at the Electric Forest that year or perhaps have lived in off-grid communities um, and have come across Kevin, um, you are encouraged to call the Oakland police who are handling this case at 248-848-4950. Wait, Oakland? That's over by Detroit. So that's where he's from? Yeah, that's where he lived. So that is officially... Understood. It used to be the state police and Oakland working together, but it has officially just passed off to Oakland, I think, in 2022. I can find an exact date that this was done. But there has been, like, a little bit of, like, you need to handle this case. No, you need to handle this case. No, you handle this case. So that also doesn't help whenever it's passing from agency to agency and nobody's really digging into it. The sources for today come from WZZM13, MLive.com, the Detroit Free Press, Fox 17. Also known as the Freep. Is it? Mm-hmm. The Freep? WXYZ Detroit and DancingAstronaut.com. That's it. Wow. If you are enjoying Cold and Missing, please follow us on Instagram. We post lots of pictures of the cases we follow each week. From there, in the link in our bio, you can buy us a coffee. We've had a couple coffees bought for us, and wow, are we excited about that. Wowie (laughs) zowie! Yeah, y'all, we cannot tell you enough how to watch this grow every single week. Like, we cannot believe this is happening. We're very, very, like surprised and very humbled we're so excited to be on this ride yeah <laughs> i i love bringing this podcast to you all i love researching for it so yeah and to get like people are asking me like oh have you heard about that like have you seen this about this person like mm-hmm. people are texting me and they're talking about these people again like we're we're doing we're like reaching your goal honey i know <laughs> yeah 
So if you want to support us, you can buy us a coffee. That link is in our Instagram bio. If you have a case that you would like us to follow, maybe something that's near and dear to your heart, your family, you can email us at coldandmissing at gmail.com and we'll get in touch and we'll talk about it and see what we can do for you. So yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being with us. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Leave a little review, five stars, thumbs up. You know what I'm asking you to do, whatever <laughs> platform you're at. Thank you so much for those who have already done it. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. I wish I could come into your room at night and just sprinkle sweet dream dust into your brain. You want to be the Sandman? Yeah. I'm going to be the Sandman. <laughs> You'd be a great Sandman, Old honey. Sandy oh, out. Oh. <laughs> Sanding into your bedroom each night, leaving grit in your eyes. (laughs) Wow. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you here. You will hear us next week. See you next week, and happy Thanksgiving, y'all.